I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta. It's Valentine's Day, and we are being festive. Mr. Teddy Bear is here, and we are going to be talking about body hair, artistic expression, doing co- drinking Coke, and everything under the sun with my Valentine. We also play a cheeky little game, but first, do you want to see me go off? Because I think you want to see me go off. M. Oh. Mom! Are you a lady like me? Introspective, beautiful. Oh, are you intellectual like me? Beguiled by a bargain? You like wild times? Oh, like me? Are you serving the community like me? Well, if you are, then you must be very Delta. I'm Delta Work, and this is Very Delta, a luxury public access podcast and YouTube talk show where I look gorgeous, speak extemporaneously, and invite fascinating people to sit on the couch and get Very Delta. Very Delta is for the woman who has a membership to Curves strictly to help boost the economy. Now, let's get into some things that are Very Delta. Go off Delta! I love retail. I could talk about retail all day long. I could talk about customer service or the lack thereof. I could talk about seasonal items. I could talk about loss prevention. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I do not understand when Burlington Coat Factory and now in some locations Ross have become like a nightclub. And what I mean by that is there are full velvet ropes to get inside any Burlington Coat Factory in Southern California. And I think it's because of all the smash and grab people, all the people that have gone crazy and want, I don't know, Michael Kors purses or whatever it is, especially in the front of the store. Well, when I went the other day, there was no special sale going on. It wasn't a Super Bowl sale. It wasn't um, anything special. It was just a regular old Wednesday. And I had to go through this little maze, kind of like at Disneyland. And then I got to the door and they open it up. The, the doors open like this and I walk in and the person says, hi, how are you today? I said, I'm fine. But I couldn't go any further because there were like stanchion like locks like at the airport. I don't know what they were, but they were like seat belts. And the guy said, just give me one second. And he looked around And he sort of eyed the store and it was, I don't know, I don't know how many people to judge, but it was maybe whatever you would think is like barely any people in the store. And he says, okay, um, I just wanted to let you know that over here on this side, we have all of our men's, women's and children's shoes. Um, If you have any questions, please let us know. Enjoy your shopping. And then he like pulled up the thing and we like looked at him kind of like, Okay, like obviously he's doing his job, something special. I don't know, like if we were like maybe like they were looking for customer 100 to win something or I don't know what it was. But we go through and then another group of people, maybe like four people start coming up as we're walking in. They're walking into that same holding area and he goes, oh, hold on. It's going to be a second. And they were like just as perplexed, by the way. They still had Christmas stuff on sale. 
So I go over to this area and I find, I'm going to get, I took a picture of it because I was trying to buy it. I put it in my cart and they would not let me buy it. It was a bow about that big that was on a piece of cardboard. So it was like a specialty bow. It was so flat. It had been through the, it had been, it had seen better days. I mean, it was so bad off and it was price marked at one penny. It was one fucking penny. And I was like, I have to have it. I have to have this just to share with the very Delta viewers and listeners. They will want to see this, that this is really happening. Grabbed a couple of things, took that bow up, and the lady wouldn't sell it to me. She's like, anything that's marked below a certain point, we can't sell. And I'm like, so wait, you can't sell it for a penny and you can't throw it away. You have to like go through the process of damaging that out and sending it back to the manufacturer. But Ross is doing the same thing now. It's that holding area to get in. And it's all these people that are smashed. I know there's a point to some of it. For many people, it is a political statement. They are saying that, you know, where they're going against big business or whatever. I know there's more to it than I'm willing to comprehend because all I can comprehend from it is that it is driving the prices up for the rest of us. It is creating a feeling of fear. It is instilling in the jobs of all these other people that they have to be fearful. I don't really know. I know that there's more to it, but I don't think everyone's making a political statement. I think a lot of people are just like, I could steal this stuff and sell it. And like, you know, when you go to Ross now, you know, you hear those buzzers. If they're on like certain items, like you can just hear them like clicking, clicking, clicking. I think that's because somebody tried to move something or I don't, I don't really know exactly what causes that, but you know, you go to Walmart or, or Target as well. You want to go buy a razor. You want to go buy, um, I don't know, a uh, uh, feminine itch cream, <laughs> whatever it is, deodorant. Sometimes it's even soap. You have to push the buzzer and wait for somebody to come to unlock it. And listen, there is no checks and balances when it comes to the buzzer and who's going to come. They always say, it'll say like, just push the buzzer and someone will be notified. I'm pushing the buzzer this many times until somebody gets fucking annoyed because I need my razors. The other day I like found out, what was it I was looking for? Deodorant. I was looking for deodorant and they had re, they had moved around the Walmart by me and Finally, I saw a guy stocking some stuff and I said, hey, where's the deodorant? And he said, oh, it's in the cosmetics under the case. Oh, forget it. I would rather smell like an onion. Honestly, honestly, I'm not waiting in line to get, but I, they have to do it. And so when someone does show up with the key for the lockbox, it's usually somebody who has no idea what it is that you need and as soon as they like put the key in, they're like, they're rushing you. They're like, which one do you want? Which one, which one do you need? Like, there's no, you better be able to shop before they get there and know exactly like what's the better value versus like what ounces versus dollar. Do they have the same ingredients? Cause you know, some of this stuff again, under the case, I'm somebody, if I'm going to try a new deodorant, I'm going to pop that thing open and smell it. And if it doesn't smell right to me, I'm going to put the thing back on. I'm going to seal it. I'm going to put it in there. I'm not going to, I'm not going to buy the deodorant that I don't want. And I'm going to fucking smell them. And they do not have time for that. It's just like, you've always had to go to get spray paint or anything like that. And girl, when I tell you, you go to get the spray paint and you push the button and nobody comes. And then you have to go over to the electronics and they're like, is no one working over there? I don't know if anyone's working there. Start posting the chart of who's supposed to be working. How about we do that? 
Because then you have to go over to the tire center. Well, I know goddamn well the people that are putting on tires do not have a key to come unlock the fucking spray paint so I can spray paint my pumpkins for next year. I know that. I know that they don't have that. I know that it is somebody's job. But again, those people are probably doing multiple things. They have to stock the things. They have to ring people up. They have to be on call to go to the register to take whatever it is they got from the last person who wanted something from lock and key all the way up to register number nine, because you can only buy things at register number nine. If they were under lock and key, God forbid you go to the self checkout. I mean, it's just, what are we doing? That's why I'm saying just honestly, Maybe just get rid of the self-checkout. Every time I go to a self-checkout, I walk up and there's, at Ross specifically, there's a person that takes the items off of the hangers and then takes the sensors off. Then you go over to a register and you ring everything up and that person walks around and goes, did you need help with anything? Well, no, like I didn't. I'm cool. Like I appreciate the offer. And then as soon as you're done, you have to go to a security guard who then goes through the items that you just bought. It takes, so I was in line in the regular line and there was like two people ahead of me and this girl comes over. She's like, we're, we're open over here. We're open over here and self-checkout. I said, oh, thank you. Knowing full well that she was just trying to alleviate the line. But I just said, oh, I- I'm okay. She goes, oh no, it'll be much faster. And I said, baby, it, it's not going to be much faster. <laughs> I just need you to know, love. I need you to know, beloved. I need you to know, dearest of hearts. I need you to know, eye in the sky. It's not going to be faster at self-checkout. It's going to be faster at self-checkout at Dollar Tree, but it's not going to be faster at self-checkout at Ross because you have to take the sensor off, then you have to check this, then you have to ring up over here, and then, of course, tap it, slide it, flip it up, rub it down, like you have to do it all with the card, then you have to go over here and the guy's going to check. You were standing there watching me. You were right here and I was right here. And I'm like, (laughs) hi, baby, and I'm putting in here a candle for 49 cents and I put in this and I put in a shirt. You saw me do it and you still need to check the bag. I'm not going to, no, I don't need to be in the self-checkout. I need, I need the full service. I, I got to watch somebody. I got to watch somebody earn, earn a check here. I think I don't, I just, I got to have something. I got to have something. I, I just don't, I feel like if we just had regular human beings checking people out, Whatever's happening over that self-checkout, there would be, instead of having two people do it, couldn't just one person do it? The security guards were never checking bags before anyway. I know for goddamn sure there's nobody at Ross or nobody at Burlington Coat Factory that is doing a cart run. Nobody is walking around that store and putting all the carts back. I had a security guard say to me when I like took my items out and I pushed the cart over the cart area. He goes, oh, the large carts go over here. They do? Well, then you should put it there, shouldn't you? Too sweet. I see you just standing there. What are you doing? You're not checking bags. You're, well, they are greeting people because you like open the door. Welcome to Ross! Okay, you made your presence known, loss prevention. I understand. But now that won't be happening at all because I'm talking about two different instances within the same week. First, it was that. Then it was this. Now I'm in line like a fucking ride at Disneyland or a nightclub. They're going to start telling you that your dress is not not short enough to enter. No fat chicks in Ross. Like what? I mean, what's next? What is next to make you not want to shop somewhere? 
There's got to be something. I, I know it's coming down the pipe, and I'll still bitch about it, and I'll still show up, and I'll still buy things. But I'm, I mean, come the fuck on, for God's sake. Do you want to see me take a break? Because I think you want to see me take a break. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to content to time, all in one place, all on your terms. Everything is online today, and Squarespace offers so many features to make your website so sleek and professional. I love to shop online, and I like to see how different small businesses and people have their websites set up. For me, it says a lot about how the customer service experience will play out based on a company's web design. I can always tell when a website is well-built and well-managed. It's the functionality, and Squarespace has it. With Squarespace, you can book appointments through your site. They provide everything you need to manage your schedule, accept secure payments, send automatic reminders. You can have an online store. You can sell your products directly on your site. And they offer amazing analytics, too, which is great for growing your business. You can learn where your site visits and sales are coming from and analyze which channels are the most effective. So check out squarespace.com slash verydelta for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code verydelta, all one word, to save 10% on your first purchase of a website or domain. My guest today is an actual sex machine. He's buff, he's hairy, and he's my valentine. It's Mr. Teddy Bear. Thank you for having me. I've been wanting to be here for a while. Well, you know, we, um, obviously, I followed you forever. We've been friends on on Instagram. And then we got to work together with uh, GoGo for the Gold. Well, we also used to even do, like, back in the day, I did GoGo gigs with you. Yep. Back, like, way before, I think you even did Drag Race. Yeah, uh, Toucans, I think, was one of those places. Yeah. That was back in the beginning. That was back when... I wasn't even known as Teddy Bear yet. I was just go-go Mikey B. And it was even back when I was still, you know, shaving my body. So it's been a while. Oh, that's definitely been a while. We were just talking about that off camera, about body shaving. And Mm -hmm. is there any part of your body that you do shave currently? So right here. Okay, okay. (laughs) So right here on the cheeks is the only thing that I will shave or trim. And then now that I've also started getting older, I've discovered I have ear hair. It's oh, yeah. growing. It happens. Yeah. It happens. The joy of age. Yeah. I will. I, I actually caught that the other day because I was like filming a video in the car and the seats are black and the wind just caught. And I don't know how a hair can be trained. Like you can do your maintenance, but somehow one misses along the way. It's always that one. And it's like a speaker wire that just comes out of nowhere. They're 20 feet long that you're like, how would I be so close to doing everything and miss the one that right. is literally like a full extension, full eyelash? Yeah. Just living its life. It's now, truth. would you trim that with like a scissor? Would you pluck? What do you like to do? With scissors? I don't know. How do you like to do it? That's so, you're not going to put a sharp knife like right up to your ears in there and stab in. Or are you? I'm more concerned about your regiment now. Well, like a trimmer first. Yeah. But then sometimes if I see something crazy when I'm in the makeup mirror, I'll, I'll take a scissor to it. Well, I think you're talking about like your actual hair. No, I'm talking about that speaker wire. 
Okay, that, that concerns is me that a little scary? bit. Is that scary? I know a drag queen who plucks their pubic hair. I swear to you. Why, though? Probably enjoys that feeling, I'm guessing. So I have an issue with, and again, I support, like, do your body hair how you want, blah, blah, blah. But people that, and this is an epidemic with the men, shaving their pubes off. Okay. It is still happening. Yeah. And, like, this is my political statement right now. Make my it. Candidacy. If you need to go <laughs> off, you can go off right into that camera right there. Men. You are men. You are not little boys. You're supposed to have a bush down there. It doesn't have to be a forest. It doesn't have to be a wild, crazy field like I have. But you're a man. And there's supposed to be something down there. Because when you think you're going to make it smooth, you're not. You're just making a Velcro patch that all of us hate. Even the ones that say they love it. Thank you. And you said that. I have been seeing that in for so long mm-hmm. that that felt so good. This is out. a space where you can let it out, I think. It's a safe space here. Yeah, it is a safe space. We hold the space for Harry Bush, <laughs> especially at Valentine's Day. Do you like to say bussy, <laughs> butt pussy, or pussy? I do not say any of those words. You don't words. say any of those. What do you say? Rectum, anal cleft? I just refer to it as my, my hairy hole. Oh, and what about if you are invading someone else's hairy hole? Their hairy hole. I, I think that's, e- that's it, easy. It I does, like that. It doesn't need to be crazy. We don't need right. to make trendy names. Not like your bussies popping, mm-hmm. going off. It's a hole. And it's not a vagina. It's an asshole. What is your favorite type of guy to make fuck with? <laughs> to make fuck with? Make fuck with. I mean, I would honestly say for me it's about the connection like i personally prefer if i'm going to do something it be with somebody that i actually genuinely care about uh-huh. so like you know obviously i i do this for work it's a side of income of course but like i much prefer there actually be a human connection mm-hmm. i'm not going to be somebody who is like oh i want to like hump and dump and do that it's just that's just i know that's hot but that's just that's just not me right I think it's also different when you're like a grown adult. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think because our community is super judgmental about people who uh, have specifically any kind of platform where they create fantasy for other people. Mm-hmm. It's hard for them, I think, to to realize that there are people who create fantasy and love interacting with their fans and doing that. But then they become judgmental about it. Like I've always, always, always hated this idea of consuming someone's content, adult content, but then shaming them for making it. Yes. What I don't understand that. Like, and it's really prevalent in our community. I mean, I think that's also just our community really loves to just shame each other. Yeah. I could be doing any job and somebody's still gonna shame me for it. Yeah. And I've done many different jobs and every time there's another person, gay person will be like, oh that bothers me or this bothers me. So I mean it's not something you can worry about because it's always going to be there. Mm-hmm. And, and I was saying about how you have like different um, different fan bases on different platforms. Your mm-hmm. TikTok community <laughs> and interaction is so different from your Instagram, right? Yes. So um, on TikTok, almost it's like 96% of my followers are all middle-aged women, uh-huh. which is crazy because on Instagram, it's gay men. But on TikTok, it's middle-aged women, and middle-aged women love body hair. Mm-hmm. 
Like they they love the idea of like a brawny man. So yeah, so like on TikTok, do you change the content that you put out versus what you put out on Instagram? Or is that a thing? So on TikTok, sadly, you're supposed to really do the same thing every time. I see. Like, so what I do on TikTok is literally I will just blow dry and comb my chest hair mm-hmm. to songs like Enya or <laughs> okay. Celine Dion. Okay. And they go off. I mean, the last video I have on TikTok is at 30 million views. Wow. And it literally is just blow drying my chest hair mm-hmm. to Celine Dion. Now, do you ever take a small curling iron to your chest hair? No, but when I was a teenager, I did take a small flat iron and um, flat iron my pubes. And we know you're not putting scissors down there. No. Okay. It worked, though. Yeah. It was, it was smooth, shiny, and... You know, just like a nice little drapery. Do you have like a preferred um, like conditioner for body hair? <gasps> Is it different than anywhere else on your body? Okay, so I'm also excited you asked me that. Okay. Because men out there who are hairy, this is the beauty tip for you. This is the beauty tip. Because think about it. You have the ha- hair in your head. You have that. You have your beard, all this. Why are you using body wash for your hairy body? Right. You shampoo. It's hair. It's not body. Right. And then use conditioner so that you become this like super soft. I mean, you shampoo and condition your dog. Right. So just treat yourself like a dog. You would be the perfect spokesperson for a line of those products because you would be the customer and you would be the person who knows how to refine that. I mean, I fully agree with that. I think so. There has to be a company out there that really wants to like divert off from what they're already doing to include that because no one really talks about that and they should. I mean, why don't you launch it? I mean, I could. Like a very Delta's very smooth conditioner for very hairy boys. You would, of course, be the model. I love that. We're going to do that. Let's take a break. So I I know do wipes gets like hated on. I I like them. You love it. They're they're big. They're bigger and they're nice. And I don't know. I know I'm supposed to hate it because it's toxic mask, but sometimes I like toxic. Well, masks. the I I remember I didn't like it at first because I thought like oh these are like what are they marketing? And then somebody was like oh but you have to try because there's different scents. Yeah. And they knew that I was in love with like anything scented. So then I lost my mind. I was like and I had to come on here I think and I was like I've changed my opinion. <laughs> If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, and I was wrong. I do yeah. love the names, though, for it. Business scent. Like, that's the name of it. That's funny. What's, a, what's your whole smell like? Business. Like business. Yeah, I stand. I sit on business. <laughs> <laughs> and we are back with my Valentine, not yours, Mr. Teddy Bear. Um, you were a judge on the out TV series Go Go for the Gold, hosted by Johnny McGovern. What did you love about that? What I mean, loved about it was that we've been wanting something like this for a while. Because, I mean, remember whenever Drag Race first happened, mm-hmm. drag queens were not respected. Mm-hmm. Like, it was considered, again, back to talking about shame, a shameful job. It was one you'd make fun of, one you wouldn't date somebody if they were a drag queen. Right. Then Drag Race came along, and now people are like, oh, you do drag? Oh, you could become famous. You could become rich. Like, that's hot. That's wonderful. I love it. We want that for go-go dancers mm-hmm. because when it comes to things like booking and getting clubs 
It's the same issue that drag queens have always had of not being respected, not being paid right. I mean, you made a post recently that I was clapping for when you're talking about if you see me at an event, it's because a promoter respected me yeah. and paid my rate. Yeah. And when it comes to go-go dancers, like, same thing. They're always trying to underpay you. Always. Like, the always. bare, like, even down to just being like, well, we can pay you in a drink ticket. Oh, my gosh. I can sneak in my own liquor. I'm fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or maybe I don't even want, I don't want it. Just, exactly. I just, like, I don't, I didn't really drink. Yeah. And most dancers don't really drink while dancing anymore right now either. Yeah. It's bizarre. I think the, the industry, whether you are a, a photographer, in especially in, in queer nightlife, um, a dancer, somebody who provides, you know, uh, a fa- fantasy on OnlyFans or anything like that, there is just this weird thing where first and foremost, you're only doing it for fun yeah. or for attention. And yes, of course, I don't get in drag because I don't want attention. Of course I want attention. Of course I want people to say, wow, are you really, I like what you do. I like that you've cornered this or that. But when people want to capitalize off of it, they can't be the only one fucking benefiting. My God. Exactly. Like, again... It's, it's saying, like, yes, you may like your job, but ultimately, nobody wants to do a job. Right. Like, if I had a choice, I would literally sit at home and stare at the wall all day. Literally? Is that not what I say all the time? What are you doing later? Sitting at home and staring at the wall until I absolutely have to get up and do something. Mm-hmm. I am so fine with that. What's your astrological sign? I'm an Aries. Oh, see? I don't know what that means, but I know it means something. I know you're probably very Aries. Um, No, I feel like a lot of our viewpoints are very similar. That's why I ask, because we are such different people, but we're in many ways very similar in the viewpoint. It's like, I don't want anybody else's piece. I just want my piece. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't want, you don't have to share your slice of your pie. I just want the piece that I work for, and I want to walk away with it. I want you to have what you work for. I want you to be happy. But it's like... That's so looked on as, like, something to walk on. Yes. You know? And it's even harder when it comes to, like, art. When I'm trying to get somebody for, like, to do an art commission and I have people approach me, I've had somebody mess me after I posted, like, a piece that I worked on for, like, hundreds of hours. And they're like, well, I I want to have a custom commission. How much does it cost? Tell them the rate. And they'll go, oh, I was thinking more like $20. No, baby. Mm Mm-mm. I don't like that. And you know what you say in that moment? You go, well, actually, this consultation is $20. Right. So here's my Venmo. You owe me. When it comes to anybody's art or dance or song or whatever the fuck they're doing, the price is the price. And if that's not fine with you, it's okay to say, oh, you know what? That's so out of my – I probably asked the wrong question. Thank you for that information. But to, to like, barter down – this is not a yard sale. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I'm not selling an old rocking chair. Like, it's always okay to say, like, oh, that's a little out of my price range. Not a problem. Because what that gives is the chance for me to be like, okay, thank you. I'm glad you said that. Or maybe I may say, well, I can work with it. Right. You didn't try to say, well, that's – you didn't say my price was wrong. You just said that you couldn't afford it, which is okay. That's such an insult to say that. Yeah. It's such an insult. You're literally saying that your your time is not valuable. Right. Um – do you like Valentine's Day? I feel like this would technically be what people would think is your season because you are, yes, people say a porn star, but you're a lover and you are a love bug and you are sweet. And that's what Valentine's Day is about. Well, I mean, like I, I do work in making adult content as my main form of income, mm-hmm. but I like to honestly be viewed first as an artist. Right. Something like a painter, illustrator, 
because that's me and my soul. Mm-hmm. Like that's who, if somebody loves me, they see me as that first. Right. And they see my adult work as, oh, that pays the bills because it pays really well. So do I love Valentine's Day? I haven't had many good Valentine's Days in a while. Mm-hmm. I am single. Um, there is somebody I like, though. So hopefully it turns into something. Yeah. And what, uh, what I know you say you have to have like a connection with somebody. Is it something that has to do with like art? Is it something that has to do with pa- past experiences? For me, my biggest turn on is if you are passionate in whatever you do. And that means anything. Right. Like if I meet you and you're a janitor, but like you are just passionate about being really good at it, I will love that. Mm-hmm. Like I, I went on a date once with somebody who their job was they worked in a glass win- manufacturing company for windows. Very boring job, but like they were passionate about it. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was so sexy. Yeah. Because I'm like, you just, you care about what you do. What about people who are passionate about shopping at Ross? Is that is that enough of a passion? Especially if they can go off. Right. Yes. Yeah. What about people who are passionate about staring at the wall all day? I mean, they're they're living their passion. Right. They are living their passion. I got to honestly tell you, I my favorite part of your show is when you go off. Because I relate so much to that. Because there's things about things that bother me that shouldn't. Uh-huh. That are a big deal to me. And I'm like, nobody would care about this, but I know that Delta would care. Absolutely. So what I've been wanting to talk to you about for mm-hmm. literally so long since your podcast is I want to talk about how McDonald's changed their cups. They did. It's disgusting. It's gross. Tell me what. Tell me why you hate it. Tell because, me. Because what was incredible about the paper cl- cups that are dipped in plastic, that poisonous plastic that we were ingesting that was destroying the environment uh-huh. was delicious. It made the drink different. It did. It literally, because the plastic would melt off in your cup and flavor your Coke. Yep. So it has a more of like a texture. It'd be more like silky as it goes down. Right. And now we're not drinking plastic and the flavor's gone. It is gone. Have you heard this thing that, like, supposedly McDonald's Coke always tastes consistent? Whether you like it or not, it tastes consistent because they transport it all cold. Well, it's not just that. Also, they have it. Um, McDonald's Coke is trademarked. Oh. So they use a different syrup, and it's a different okay. processing specifically that only they are allowed to ever use. I feel like you you would never drink a Coke. When I, I just think of – I think about you as somebody who's very – regimented with what because you have you have to keep up a certain appearance and i think i think too a lot of people in these conversations would say like oh somebody has to do that because that's their job but i think you enjoy being a fit healthy person you know what i mean and i admire that in people that do that so when i think of you like going to fast food i'm like what is this guy gonna get he's gonna fucking water like you want to know why i work out so much tell me so that I can go to fast food, so that I can eat that crappy food. What are you going to get at McDonald's, though? I mean, honestly. Two double cheeseburgers, okay. medium fry, medium Coke. Okay. I've stopped recently because when you go medium to Medium Coke. I've stopped recently because when you go to the, go there, it's now a $25 bill. It's so expensive and to that's go why, anywhere. And that's why I've stopped eating fast food. Yeah. Not for the health reasons, not for the vanity, but because the principle, I am not going to pay above $20 for food that's going to give me diarrhea. Right. Like that's that's shameful. Right. It's dollars because it's going in the toilet. Do you think you would be one of the Charmin bears? I <laughs> as I'm talking about shitting. As you're talking about shitting. <laughs> um 
Sure, I will accept any brand deal. Any brand deal? Yes. I could see you as a Charmin bear. Speaking of bears, please tell me you saw the news. What 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 happened? You saw the news that literally shook the world for the bears. No. In PV this past week. Oh, somebody shit in the pool. Somebody shit in the pool. Okay, I have one for you. We were at we were doing um like a drag show at Hamburger Mary's, the old location in Long Beach, and immediately following the show was a bear night. So everyone was still gonna hang out and this, that, and the other. Well, somebody said, oh my God, it stinks so bad on the dance floor. And they found out that somebody dancing completely shat on the dance floor and must have stayed because they never saw like a somebody leaving crazy or whatever. So we constantly now say, does a bear shit on the dance floor instead of does a bear shit in the woods? But now it's does a bear shit in the pool. pool. Oh my God. And he does. The bear and does. they said it was like a full on like it was a, a quantity cup, sufficient like a because they there's literally a picture of staff cupping a turd. Stop it, stop it. And then the DJ booth afterwards, like 15 minutes later, posts a sign on the like big LCD screen that says it's now safe to go back in the pool. Oh, I don't think it is. N- no, you're if you go back in that pool. You're, you're blacklisted for the rest of the week. I mean, it's already soupy anyway at any event. And I don't care. I'm not just saying a bear event. I'm saying any event where you have a bunch of people in there. You know there's people that think that that pool water is to bathe in anyway. Yes. They're like, they're That's not... the first time they actually touch their pits or anything. <laughs> right. Completely. Um, should we play a lover's game? Sure. I mean, we're Valentines. Um, let's do strip trivia. Oh. Uh... And I'm ready. I was was like, are you ready? I'm very ready. I'm ready for all of this. For each wrong answer the contestant has to remove one article of clothing. So are you asking yourself the question too? Yes, because he has the answer. So we both have to ask. He has the answers, but we both have to. I don't trust you. No, I literally. Here's the questions. Okay, yeah, you're you're not a liar. Trivia category is beauty, glamour, fragrance. In what year did Estee Lauder's Youth Do launch and take the beauty industry by storm? Now, I will say I do know what Youth Do is. If you don't know what it is, it's a fragrance. Um, And I do know that it was not launched as a fragrance. It was launched as a body oil. Okay. And then it became a fragrance. So, but it was launched what year? 1951. 1951. Goddamn. Because I was going to say that. Um, 1953. Is it really? I really thought it was 1951. I mean, props to me, though, for being close. You were damn close. So you were damn close. one of my first um, retail jobs back in the day was for Bloomingdale's. Okay. So I, I know Estee Lauder. I know all their products. So I right. knew around when it should yeah. have been. I mean, honestly, it's kind of the same answer, but okay. I darn. Well, you're wearing a shirt around your waist, yes. so you could remove that. I will take it off. Yeah. Oh, goodness. There we go. Uh, what perfume is described as such? This addictive sweet perfume blends delicious praline with long-lasting base of patchouli leaf countered by bright Calabrian bergamot with a touch of freshness, igniting playful memories and sweet sensations. I mean, it sounds vile. That sounds literally like a flowery cookie. Yeah, I think I know what this is, but you worked retail at Bloomingdale, so I'm going to let you. I'm going to say, can I have a hint? What I think it is? Yeah. I think it's that the fragrance is not being described with one of the key components that's in it, and that's chocolate. 
Chocolate. I think I know a thousand percent this fragrance. I have no clue. So I may be nude. In Angel second. by Mugler. Is that right? <laughs> oh, you have to take something off. Yes, I do. I mean, I have a harness. Okay. I was gonna. I was gonna say you could take off your bracelet, but I mean, the harness might be more interesting. Look at that. Isn't that something? Hmm? Happy Valentine's Day. Uh, this is about designing women. How many episodes of Designing Women did Delta Burke do? Oh. They were on for a lot of seasons. Yeah, but she, she wasn't there for the last two seasons. Right. I'm going to say 135. So because you have it planted in my mind that she was not there for the last two seasons, I'm going to say like one, not 190. Not 190. That's no. a lot. Okay, I'll go below. 120. Oh, it's not exactly. No. Stop it. Is it really? How is that possible? Oh, my God. You knew the answers, didn't you? No, I didn't. Delta, are you lying? Uh, Why would I lie to you? Because it's your show. You're allowed to lie. I would never lie to you. Uh, I will never lie to you. The big bad wolf. Uh, (laughs) Oh. Bussy. I should have brought my beard brush and let you brush me. You should have brought your beard brush. Oh, my God. What's the right brush for brushing that? Uh, honestly, I use the, you know, those like big square brushes mm-hmm. that are like detanglers? Yeah. Detanglers are the best. That's the best. Beard brush feels good because it's still like Brillo, but right. detanglers are the best because that's how you smooth it out. I am on my way to Sally Beauty Supply to get a detangling <laughs> brush and we're going to take a break. thinking right now why why, i feel like you could be a miley cyrus impersonator how is it's something in your eyes miley cyrus miley do you see it i'm more like i don't know like harry montana not that would be sickening that would be fierce (laughs) and we are back with mr teddy bear it's valentine's day and i just feel romantic and i was wondering if you wanted to draw me like one of your french girls It would be an honor. Oh, I'm excited. We are also um, going to be answering some letters because this is the part of the podcast called uh, Read Me Delta. Read Me Delta! So if you do want one of your letters read or you have some advice that you seek, send your letter to readmedelta at gmail.com. You have like all the tools. Oh, yeah. I came prepared. Oh, wow. I knew what you wanted and I was going to give it to you. Oh, my God. Hello, Delta and wonderful hairy guest. (laughs) What do we say to those who interject and say, you know how bad Diet Coke is for you? I have had people who literally done Coke tell me (laughs) that Diet Coke is bad for me. I'm someone who rarely drinks and does not smoke cigarettes or pot. Let me have my one vice. How would you shut down the Diet Coke enemies? Love, Harley. I mean, Harley, I, I, I just, for the most part, I don't really listen to fucking anybody, like, ever. You know, I probably only have a few years left on me anyway from how much Diet Coke and everything else I've done in my life. But um, 
I really don't give a shit. And you don't give a shit either. Honestly, do your thing. Maybe what, what if you started doing coke? You think that they would like you more if you started snorting coke? I mean, honestly, when you wake up tomorrow, if you wake up tomorrow, and I hope you do, um, your rent's going to be the same price. They're still going to be drinking tea all over the world. Um, the sun is going to, well, the sun might not rise, actually. Nope. Um, this climate change is real. And you have to think about that because we're all dying right now. Harley, look at yourself in the mirror. This is as young and beautiful as you're ever going to be. Tomorrow, you're going to be just a little bit older and a little bit uglier. That's just the way it is. So enjoy your Diet Coke while you can. And take this opportunity now to tell everyone to fuck off. Because you don't give a shit about their opinion unless you ask for it. And that's Harley. Do you drink Coke or Diet Coke? You so drink- I actually drink regular Coke. Yeah. Um, and not for like, yes, I know it's like, which one's the bad one. Diet Coke is fun if I want to have like a spice. Uh huh. Like if I want my throat to burn a little bit, I'll do Diet Coke. Okay. But the reason why I do Coke is because of how much I work out. Sugar's good for you. Mm -hmm. So like I'm actually using it. So that's why I do it. So you do Coke a lot. Coca-Cola. Oh, Coca-Cola. Oh, I thought you did Coke. Like you thought just... I was saying I do cocaine to yeah, work out? Yeah, you know, I wanted to hold the space for you. I don't want to argue with you on Valentine's Day. I know. I think you know what's good for you. Right, Teddy Bear? I think you're way too supportive. I I, I just, I, I want you in my life, you know? Well, if you're telling me to do Coke before working out, I won't be in your life. Well, I mean, if that's what you do, if that's what you've been doing all along. That's how you're going to die. <sighs> what's your enemy? Carbs or fats? That would be carbs, potato chips. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about um, taste of fat, but, like, if it's something uh, like a, oh, a salt and vinegar chip, like a kettle one. Oh, that's your shit. Yeah. Okay, okay. Like, I don't do any of this closing up the bag and, you know, resealing it for clip. It doesn't make it to the clip. I have the clips, but it never makes it. So the collabs that you do for the OnlyFans, do you ever do drag collaborations or not really? That's not a... No. I mean, you haven't yet. I mean, do you have an OnlyFans? Is that what you're asking? Well, I could see you actually secretly doing that. You, you could. You you have a feisty side. Like, yeah. Some people say that. What would your porn star name be? It has to be your first pet and the first street you grew up on. Okay. Um. Oh, you know what? You, you're probably not going to believe this if I tell you the, the pets, the pet and the street. Now, can I abbreviate the street? Because it's like three words. Yeah. You promise you're ready for it? Okay. Summer bear. <gasps> I promise oh you. Oh, my God. Cat's name was Summer, and we lived on Bear Valley Parkway. That is literally perfect. Summer bear. <laughs> can you believe it? Okay. Letter. Hey, Delta and mysterious guest lounging on the couch. I'm hoping this letter finally reaches you. I mean, I would think after 68 times, the 69th time is the charm. I have just one question. If you were given the ability to become invisible for one day, how would you take advantage of your invisibility? Would you use it to revenge, curiosity, or sneaking into Ross to snatch up great finds? Love you so much, very Tanner. That's a good question. I'd probably waste it and still stare at a wall. You think so? No, actually, I know what I would do. What would you do? I would use it just to walk around and see if everybody actually hates me. See, I'm thinking <laughs> the same thing. Yeah, like, because, you know, you always walk in a room and you think everybody in this room hates me. Uh-huh. But, like, if you weren't there and just hiding. Right. You could find out, do they actually hate you? I think I would do that. I always wonder, like, what 
If I could have a superhero power, like what it would be. I think invisibility is a really good one. But as a superhero, that's not a power. Like a superhero is supposed to be you're helping somebody. So what what would be a good superhero power? What what do you do you have one already? My power is being Harry, which is just as helping the community. I would have perfume in my fingers, and I would go <laughs> like to to blind people. Her name would be Aura. Like she creates the aura of fragrance. There's probably already. I you know I don't know anything about superheroes. I loathe superhero movies. I don't get into it. I feel like they have ruined cinema. I'm sick of everything having have a universe now. Mm-hmm. Freaking Barbie, which was an incredible film, did well, and now they said they're going to do a Barbie universe. Is that like bringing in like other characters based or is that what they mean? It's going to be other characters, other animals. They're going to be doing every single like product they own is getting its own movie. Mm-hmm. Connect 4 is getting its own movie. Wow. Who would you be in the Barbie movie? Who would I be in Connect 4? It's more important. Would you do uh, a collab with Twister, the game? <laughs> I, what? You don't know the game? I know the game, but like, what do you want me to do? Like, Play Twister with me? Do you have it here? We don't need it. Oh. We have a brand new box of chocolates here, by the way. I don't know if you're interested. Do you, do you know Godiva chocolates? I do know Godiva. There's a brand new box here. Do you know Would what? Would you like a piece? Sure, I'll take one. It's a brand new box. No one ate out of them. You know what I loved that was the biggest lie my parents told me as a kid? Tell me. That Ferrero Rocher Uh was expensive. You know what? There's a lot of stuff like that that I used to think was rich. Like, And I I would literally eat one but, like, be so appreciative but also scared because I'm like, this is caviar. Right. Like, I'm having caviar. Right. And then you grow up as an adult and you're like – it's the same as a Twix bar. Right. Do you remember Grey Poupon? Yes. Remember the commercials? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. You could be in a Grey Poupon commercial. Couldn't you? Why? How old are you? Um, turning 35 in April. Oh, Jesus Christ. And I have really exciting news. Okay. What's the good news? Um, so I turned 30, 35 April 3rd, but I also just paid the full tuition and I start art school April 1st. Oh my God, really? Yeah. So you How, I'm person. really excited about that. I know. What it, I mean, honestly, we joke about, you know, uh, you're naked and this and yeah. that, and those are real things, but really art is your, pa- one of your passions. It's my biggest passion. It is. I love that. Can you draw? Mm-mm, I can't even do stick figures. I, um, I used to have really good penmanship. So I like, as a kid, I liked doing calligraphy and, I'm not particularly skilled with photography, but I'm really good at cropping pictures <laughs> and face tuning pictures. I'm good at um, doing uh, nail designs. That, I can do nail designs. That's should, kind of drawing in a way. That's an art form. Kind of. Not kind of. That actually is. You're an artist. You paint. You literally paint your face. I guess that's true. I think people more often than not will like are afraid to use the word artist because people, mm-hmm. same as we talked earlier, are always ready to judge you. Right. But you are an artist and you should wear that proud and be like, fucking artist. You fucking hear? <laughs> wear it proud. He said so. He'll kick your ass. I will. Wait, what, what's your what's your family's ethnic background? Um, oh, so I am Slovakian and part Neanderthal. Oh, my God. Like, I actually I took a DNA test. I am 1% Neanderthal. Oh, my God. <laughs> For real? Yes, I'm not lying. That is sickening. Fucking it's part Neanderthal. Fucking is your Valentine part Neanderthal like mine? Mm. Hmm. Mm. 
Um, so what's up? Do I look French or what do I? What, what what's my ethnic makeup? What do you think? I would say wee oui, wee. Oui. Wee oui, wee. Oui. You do. Oh my gosh! I live. How did you do that here? Well, this was, is amazing. Well, it was hard because you're moving a lot, but <laughs> I love it. Are you seeing this? And this is for you. For real? Yeah, for you to keep. Oh my god! Really? Look at this. I am going to fucking save this forever. Look at what my Valentine got me. I feel like when somebody gives you a piece of art like this, it's like you have to preserve it forever. And I absolutely am going to take it and have it professionally matted and framed because it is fierce. I love it. Thank you. Thank Thank you you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, Where can people find you on social media? So you can find me on everything. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube at Mr. Teddy Bear Gur. And is that everywhere? It's everywhere. They can find you e- everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah, and you need you need to look it all up. Like my Venmo is even Mr. Teddy Bear. So. Yeah. Venmo <laughs> Mr. Teddy Bear. You got a free art lesson. We love this. Thank you for listening and watching. Our show comes out every Monday. Subscribe to Mom Podcast YouTube channel and turn on the notifications because we don't want you to miss an episode. Also search for Very Delta on your favorite podcast apps to listen to the audio only version if you just can't take all of this visual beauty. You can also sign up for premium offerings with Mom Plus Gold by visiting mompodcast.plus where you get weekly episodes of more Very Delta. And don't forget to send all of your questions to readmedelta at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram and you can of course follow Mr. Teddy Bear Gurr on all of the platforms. Until next week, keep things Very Delta. Yes! To listen to Very Delta ad-free a day early and to get access to more Very Delta, sign up for Mom Plus Gold at mompodcast.plus. Very Delta is produced by Moguls of Media, a.k.a. Mom. Hosted by Delta Work. Production supervision and engineering by Margot Padilla. Editing and post-production by Doug Robertson. With original theme music by Will Pitts. Executive produced by Willem, Alaska, Big Dipper, Camille Stennis, and Joe Cilio. Why is my straw jumping out at me? It wants me to have a sip. Mom! Mom.